Hi, everybody. It's episode 496 of PodQuest. Hey. hey. It is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yeah, I'm here. Man, weather was weird today, wasn't it? Yep. Nah, what you talking about? It's not like it snowed for like six hours, but there's no snow on the ground or anything. Yeah. I got. I had to actually turn around going to work because it was so bad where I was going. Really? Yeah, like here, it, it was fine here. Like it snowed, but yeah. there was like nothing. Um, like halfway up the turnpike, it just became a whiteout. Um, yeah. The roads were <clears throat> barely drivable. When I got off the turnpike to turn around, like the roads were actually undrivable. They hadn't plowed or salted or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it took, yeah, I, took me three hours to get home. I have a friend who lives about uh, a half hour from King of Prussia. So yeah, they're about an hour away from here. And uh, they had at eight o'clock, nine o'clock this morning, they had about five inches of snow. Yeah. And I, I was a little north of that. Yeah. Like so, I kind of yeah. like past King of Prussia. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it was it was wild because like apparently it was like downpour raining at one point uh this morning like early this morning yeah i took kaylee out at six o'clock and it was just kind of like drizzly mist like nothing too bad um within about 10 minutes it was just pouring and then it was hailing and then it was snowing and then it was hail it went right from the rain to sleet to snow for me yeah and then and then it went back to like sleet again after the snow and now there's no snow on the ground at all yeah, and then by 2 o'clock, it was sunny. Yeah. Cold, mm-hmm. but sunny. <laughs> Gotta love the Northeast. Yeah, that t- today was a weird one even for around here, though. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm bummed. I mean, I work from home, so like it doesn't really affect me, but like I'm bummed out that we didn't get actual like real snow, but also at the same time, like I'm happy with one good snowstorm a year. And yeah, we had and that we had one that. good snowstorm, so like if we had another good snowstorm, like... It wouldn't affect my life too much, but, like, it, I'm, I, I don't need it, so that's fine. Yeah, like, I don't hate the snow. I just don't like dealing with it. Like, it makes going places a challenge. It makes, like, there's extra work you have to do with a home when it snows, yeah. like, with shoveling and all. Like, I don't want to do that stuff. It's not, it's not a good time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would rather it just not snow. Like, global warming, do your thing. <laughs> no, we don't want that to happen. It's too late. It's already happening. I know. We wanted that was, to stop. That was the first snowfall we've had in like four years. It was the second snowfall we had in four years. No, no. I, I meant that, that storm from the, the last storm. month. Yeah. That was the first one we had in like 700 days or something like that. 750 yeah. days, something like that. Yeah. It was all sorts of stupid. Yeah. Speaking of stupid, Rich, what's on the agenda? Hey, that was the best way uh, you could have put that. With I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, the agenda. Guys, I'm tired. Uh, Me like, too. It's been a long day. Um, uh, the agenda. Uh, we will be talking about that cult classic game Shenmue from the Sega Dreamcast. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Nine nine um, ninety nine. Uh, then Cobb played the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo. Uh, I read Amory Wars: The Second Stage Turbine Blade, which is uh the comic series, the first comic series, technically second remake of the original of claudio sanchez from coheed and cambria's books dude i um, just realized for the first time that it's amory and not armory yeah it's amory like that's i i didn't realize that when i first learned about it forever ago i thought it was armory wars and no yeah, it's. Amory. i've just i have always just in my head read it as armory wars 
No, it's it's A M O R Y Amory. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Cobb, you watched uh, this movie called X, probably about Twitter and uh, Elon Musk buying it or something like that. Not at all. It's not a docu series. It sounds like a horror film to me. I mean, yeah, that that would be it's quite the movie. But no, this is even weirder. But tell us about Shenmue. So Shenmue, uh, I play. I've I sat down. I play. I put probably a good nine, ten hours into Shenmue. And how um, long is Shenmue? I what I'm being told is I'm on the home stretch, but I'm at the point of the game that I it, it's it's a wall. I don't know, man. Log. The the how I, long I, to beat says nineteen and a half hours for just the main story. Yes, and I'm in the home stretch, and I'll explain that in a second. I'll explain why I'm probably calling throwing in the tail. So I'm probably throwing in the tail. I'm not going to beat this game. So, so it, it's um, a 10 hour home stretch. It's a more than half the game home stretch. I again, <laughs> let me get to it, please. Sorry. <laughs> I understand what you're getting at. Let me get to it. Um, first of all, this game is fucking dated. It did not age well. What it, is the gameplay? Um, investigatory sto- uh, story driven with a little bit of uh, kung fu action and QTEs. Like isn't is the combat just QTEs or is it like more beat 'em up? No. No. Yes. I mean it's there's QTEs and then there's beat 'em up. Like so so uh, there there is an actual like combat to it. It's not just reacting I've, to somebody. I have in, there is actual combat, but I've encountered more QTEs than I have combat. I legitimately did not know there was actual combat in the game. I swore it was all QTEs. No, there's actual combat. Okay. Um, but it, 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 that's that's the problem with the game is well, there's a there's a lot of problems with the game. Um, and I just I don't get it. The story is somewhat interesting. However, I don't like it because it's not a mystery. The entire wait, I thought it was. It's not. It's not a fucking mystery. Aren't you like he, looking for your father's killer? He knows who killed his father. He was there when his father was killed. He saw him do it, and he just let the guy leave. Was the he a child? He's, no, he's a week before the events of the game. Okay. Well, huh. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> not a, it's not a mystery. Maybe the mystery is why he killed him. But first of all, no one's even named Shenmue in this game. What the fuck? Maybe, you don't maybe the mystery. What... Are, maybe the mystery is the friends you made along the way. You don't make friends. He's so all he doesn't. There's. I got to a story beat where I talked to somebody and they were saying that uh, the girl who has a romantic interest in Ryu uh, was crying and sad, and so I went and talked to her, and he did not talk to her about why she was crying and sad. So like I maybe I the game glitched out and I hit a story beat I wasn't supposed to hit because if you can go through your journal that story beat of her crying was like five pages ahead of where my last note was so they're like I I don't I don't know why she's crying it's sad and I, I I can't ask her there's no dialogue options it's just talking to the people so that's mm-hmm. number one of the issues there's no dialogue it's just walk up to them and talk. And this is in the era when voice acting started to become a thing. And the audio files for the voice acting had to have gotten corrupted or something. Because they the audio files themselves, the, uh, the sound of the audio of the voice acting is bad. That might, it's that, muffled. That might it's, be yours. Because I remember I didn't I did not watch the whole thing, which is why I didn't know what the gameplay actually was. But I remember when Giant Bomb played it, like the voice like the voiceover was fine. 
So you might have gotten like 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 you said, maybe the the sound files got corrupted or something. I I mean I have the Steam version. What I, I just, so I don't know. I think maybe, they played on an actual Dreamcast. Yeah, maybe they did might, play Dreamcast. Yeah, it might be it might be just dated technology just makes it sound bad, but it doesn't. It sounds bad. It does sound bad. The dialogue is just overall bad. Um, but again, the story starts out you Ryu, not even Shenmu Ryu, are at your dad's dojo, and some guy is there, and he kills your dad and steals a thing that your dad buried under the cherry tree. Um, and this whole time you're just on the ground, like after being like kicked or something like that. I don't remember. And then the whole you're, you're, the whole point of the game is to find your dad's killer, who you already know, who you already know who it is. But like he's he as far as I can tell, he's Chinese, and this is in Japan. So you're trying to find a Chinese guy who killed your Japanese father, and so you don't know who he is. But I think you do know his name is Landi. But you're not straight up asking people, "Hey, do you know who Landi is? Can you help me find him?" No, you're asking, "Hi, can you lead me to Chinese people? I need to talk to some Chinese people." I uh, and then and then you find out, "Oh, go talk to the travel agency." You go to the travel agency. Hey, do you, apparently. You should know Chinese people. Yeah, there's Chinese people that hang out at this bar. Go hang out at that bar. Or at the at the Chinese food restaurant. So you go to the Chinese food restaurant. Hi, are you Chinese? Yes, I am. Then you obviously know this Chinese person. Obviously know this Chinese person. Because you're Chinese. Uh, it, it's just like, it's it's... It could be interesting if it was presented properly. It was and ahead there's an, of its time in 1999, but now it's behind I, its time. I feel like it was behind its time by 2001. I mean, yeah. I, you know, yes, yeah, probably. Like there, the um, just the fact that there's no dialogue options, you can't actually talk to people. Which I think dialogue options didn't become a thing till later into gaming. But still, like this is a game that you should have dialogue options and not just like you have to walk up to somebody and hit the talk button. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? What's going on? And then it stops, and you can either decide to keep talking to them, or you can just walk away. And if you decide to keep talking to them, I'm trying to look for whatever key point in story you're trying to look for is. Do you know anything about it? Oh, I don't know anything about it. Or, oh yeah, you might be able to talk to this person who's down that way. And then it stops. And then you can ask again, but they'll, or you can talk to them again, or you can just walk away. And if you talk to them again, he asks the same question a different way, and they talk to you they give you a similar but different answer so it's like well, why didn't you have this all keyed in at one point the game is run by time oh and that's right i d- i don't mind games that are run by time look at stardew valley look at pokemon games look at all that shit like time works with that but the doesn't this with- game have th- like like set circumstances where like you can't do a thing until it's been like a week so you literally have to wait a week and there's nothing else to do I I ha- I didn't find anything that long as a week, but yes. Um, the worst part there there was a couple of instances where it's like, I uh, come back tomorrow, and I'll have gone to them at say like nine o'clock in the morning. All right, come back tomorrow, and we'll have the thing you need. There is no time skip. There is no time jump. There is no fast travel. There is no get from here or there quickly. It is just straight up one hundred percent. You now have a whole day to. Seek more information. So you can't just like go home and like go to sleep and have it be the you, next day. You can't go to bed until it's nighttime, which nighttime hits at about nine o'clock. And ha- like, how fast does the clock move? 
it moves faster if you're watching the watch. Uh, that's that's I think an hour is probably I don't know. I really don't know. Well, I, I remember, Drew, did you watch the giant bomb thing? Some of it, but again, like you, like not enough to have remembered yeah. there was actual combat. It wasn't, an in, it wasn't an interesting enough game, even exactly. though like those guys were funny with it. But I remember there was something they did that it, I remember that the watch thing, they were, they kind of had to keep an eye on the watch. It involved like a guitar, I think. And they literally had to wait like hours of in-game time for something to happen. And it was just literally, they sat there for like a good 45 minutes on stream, just not playing the game and talking, waiting for a thing to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So according to Reddit, uh, one hour of our time is roughly 15 hours in game time. So it's about a day per hour that you're you're doing that. Okay. Which is obnoxious. Yeah, that's that's a lot for not having a let me just go to bed yeah. or something to like skip ahead. Because you're you're awake from eight to eight. You're, you'll you'll be awake from eight thirty till at the earliest like nine o'clock. So that's twelve twelve and a half hours minimum. So you have about an hour per day. But depending on certain cutscenes and things like that, some time might go on during those cutscenes that might make the day a little bit shorter, or it might make the day longer because the cutscene is longer than the time frame it takes for the cutscene to take place. If that makes sense, <clears throat> that is dumb. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So like I. I, I hate it. I hate that. I hate this aspect because there have been times where it's like, oh, well, uh, tomorrow at noon. So not only is it five th- or, or 1130 in the afternoon today, but I have to wait 12 and a half hours. I have to wait over an hour real life time to get to tomorrow at noon. And then on top of that, like there's nothing to do. There are things to do. You can go to the arcade and you can play shitty arcade retro arcade games. Or you can go gamble and do shitty slot machines. And or drive forklifts. That no, that's not even a side quest. That's actual. That's that's where I'm getting to in a second. <laughs> but you can go gamble, and with the gambling, you can't win money in game because apparently, especially at the time specifically, but I don't know if it's still true. Uh, Japan, it was illegal to gamble with real money, so you could put money in, but you could not get money out in Japan. So if you went gambling, you could only get tokens to get prizes. And that's not gambling. That's a fucking arcade. Um, but in this one, you can go to the slot machine and you can gamble real money and not get anything out of it except for a, a, a toy if you get X amount of tokens. Um, all of the collectibles in the game are gotcha collectibles. And the only way to get them is to do the gotcha uh, uh, capsule games. Which is, it's not even a game. It's just you put your money in and you get the capsule. And it's 100, 100 yen per, per capsule. And there's, I don't know how many capsules. And you only get 500 yen per day. Um, you start off with like 14,000 yen or something like that. But you only get 500 yen per day and you don't want to spend all your money getting capsules. You don't want to spend all your money gambling because who knows what you're going to need to have, your, you have money for. Um, then... At one point, you try to go to Hong Kong, and you need, like, $200,000, and then you find out that you can go to Hong Kong cheaper by boat, so you try to get that, and so you scrounge up the money based on, like, your savings, like, you're, you're apparently, you just suddenly have $40,000, like, it, you, my, my bank account, my wallet went from $17,000 to, like, 
$50,000 or yen in, in like he just wakes up and looks at a bank account. I guess it's, it was his dad's money that he is his inheritance that he, <laughs> he just tapped into. And then the random dude that lives at your house, who was your like um, dad's uh, protege, or he, he was being taught by your dad. He happened to have like 30,000 yen. So you scrounge up this money and you buy a fake ticket or you buy a ticket that you end up getting scammed on and finding out that the person who scammed you happens to work for this gang down in the docks and the people down at the docks will will torment and 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 mess with new dock workers. So you go get a job at the dock. Okay, this is where I'm driving forklifts, driving forklifts. And so the morning starts, you get there at I think it's like. Eight th- eight o'clock or nine o'clock, something like that. You get there and you do a forklift race for, and it takes about an hour or so. And then once the forklift race is done, you move boxes using the forklift from point A to point B. And based on however many boxes you do, like you get paid X amount per box. And if you can reach quota and get above quota, you get a raise. I did that. I did one day, one full day of that because your first day you don't start until noon. Which was bullshit because I was told to get back there at noon. At noon. So I had to wait an entire fucking day to actually start my first job. And it's just training. And you just have to move boxes back and forth. And then the first full day of the job, you spend from 9 o'clock till noon, or something like this, moving boxes. And then you get from noon till 2 for your lunch break. To walk around and ask questions and talk to people around the the docks and then from two to five you move more boxes and then after five you get paid and then you're back at the docks asking questions and and trying to figure things out with these with these with the with this gang and if you do everything right everything right and activate all the cutscenes properly each day it should take you six days to progress the story to the end sequence, which is six hours, which is roughly six hours. I am in the do everything correctly. Exactly. That's if you don't miss a cutscene here or there or whatever. This is where I'm saying I'm at the end stretch because once this is done, there is like two major story beats left, and they all hit back to back to back. Like once I'm done this six hour stretch of fucking game where I have a job, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. Cause it's not fun, and it was like even at one point, uh, I was I was running around the dock trying to talk to people. I talked to everyone. I'm like, all right, I talked to everyone, and there's no more cutscenes activating. So I guess it's time to go home. And I go to go home, and he's like, "There's still time to talk to more people. I guess I got to find other people to talk to." So I run around again, and like I run around for an hour, and he's like, "I should head home now. Look at what time it is." And it's not like it just takes you home. You have to go and run to the bus stop, the bus stop <laughs> that runs every half hour in game and wait for the bus to come up, come out, come, come, come over and get on the bus, which will then drop you off in Dobuita. And you have to run from Dobuita through that city to the next portion of the city to the next portion of the city to your house's portion of the city. Yes. Three load, four load screens. Just to go to sleep. Are you sure that when somebody recommended you this game, it wasn't like a troll? 
he swears it's not a troll. He swears it's like he, he loves this game. There have been several people coming to my stream saying that they love this game and this game is like one of their favorite games. And I've I've straight up said, I don't get it. I, I it's, don't. It's definitely one of those like they played it as like a kid teenager. Yeah, mm. like that's it's absolutely it's it's nostalgic glasses and it's like. Uh, people, some people were jumping in and were like, "Well, this game, it was a, a b- before its time, and it was revolutionary." I'm like, a game can be revolutionary does not mean it's good. It can have good aspects. It can have it can it can be influential, but does not mean the game itself is good. Because just right. because you have good, like I've I we've had this discussion with Resident Evil Four, the original Resident Evil Four. Yes, it had some influential aspects to it, and it was it 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 had some good design to it. But after you get past the awe of the first of its kind and realize what it actually is, it's not all that good as what we thought it was. That's just I you. Think, I no, I, 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 again, I think a lot of people are still looking at it with with nostalgia glasses as well. Like I loved Resident Evil Four back in the day, but playing through it again now, I'm just it's it doesn't it doesn't hold a uh, a candle to what I thought it was. Replaying it now, it doesn't. And there's just too many aspects of the game that just, and and I think this is the same thing. Like it's just, it it it, it was influential. It had good ideas, and I can understand back then finding this interesting. Also, because on top of the fact that this is a game from 1999, there weren't that many games out there in 1999. Or, let me rephrase this: there weren't as many new games coming out in 1999. As there are new games coming out in 2024. And so you had more time to actually experience this game. That the time sequence or the time time holding, like being ha- constricted to time and the realism of like time and stuff in this game weren't a negative, as much of a negative back then as they are now. I also, I think there's a couple other things about this game in particular for like for you that makes it not work even more. From what I've seen, this is not a good stream game. Like, no. I mean, streamwise is fine. It's not. It's not good. It's not bad. I can have easy conversations. Um, it, it, again, I've gotten a lot of people coming to my stream specifically because they love this game. But that's the like, thing. It, it's a game that if you have a nostalgia for it, you want to watch it. Yeah. If you're if if you don't, it's not a fun game to watch. That's why, yeah. like, I tried watching when Giant Bomb was doing it. I think those guys are funny. Those videos weren't all that great because the game was fucking boring. Yeah. There was there were there were literal instances in the game where I'm just like, all right, I like I'm waiting for the bus and I get to the bus at nine oh one. And so I need to wait till nine thirty. So I just go on go on face cam and I just look at the camera like, How you guys doing? How's it going? And like I got the guy who uh requested me to play the game, he's like, Well, you could go do something while you're waiting. I'm like, what can I go do in a half hour and not miss the bus? I could go play an arcade game, but maybe miss the bus because I'm playing an arcade game. Well, you can go train, and uh, yeah, so I can go punch the wind in the in the uh, in the in the uh, uh, parking lot right down the street. What's that for? There's no reason to train. I've had four combat scenarios, not even <laughs> like, and all of these combat scenarios I face rolled. I literally button mashed, and I've won them all. Like, I don't. What what is the point of of training? There's there's apparently a progress bar with the skills that you use. If you use them more, you get more powerful with them, I guess. I don't know. But it's dumb. Like, why am I going to 
an empty parking lot in training. Like, wouldn't training make more sense if I was hitting, like, a, a punching bag or, or something like that? I no. Know. I feel like the, the, the studio RGG that does the Yakuza games looked at Shenmue and went, we can do this right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they went and did it right. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Eight times, nine, ten times, I guess, at this point, 11 times at this yeah. point. So and, there, there it, are eight mainline games, zero plus two judgment. So, yeah, what is that? That's 11? It's funny because, like, people are people that are coming to streams are like, oh, yeah, Shenmue 2 is better. And then I'm getting the same people or other people coming in who also love Shenmue saying, no, no, Shenmue 2 isn't isn't that good. And they're like, and Shenmue 3 is the worst of them all. And it's like, all right, so what's the point of playing this game? Because you don't you don't wrap up the story at the end of Shenmue. You don't you don't find Landi. You don't find his dad's killer. As far as I understand. Yeah, you have you to wait until 2019 when Shenmue like, 3 released. <laughs> no, no, probably, I don't know, but, like, this game was supposed to be, like, seven or eight titles. It wasn't only supposed to be three three titles. It was supposed to be a lot more than what's out here. I'm um, actually, so who, can, can, do, would you like the spoilers for the end of Shenmue 3? Yes. All right. I'm, not, so this, I'm probably never going to play it. So this is the last two paragraphs on the, the plot synopsis for Shenmue 3. Ryo and Ren fight their way to the top of the castle, defeat Ge, G-E, and find Landi. Ryo challenges him to a fight, but Landi defeats him easily. Ren offers Landi the count- counterfeit Phoenix mirror in exchange for Ryo's life. Landi accepts, but Ren hurts the mirror? Oh, hurls, sorry, that it looked like a T, I'm a little far away. Hurls the mirror out the window. Neo's son has, has her men distract Landi in the castle and consolidate her power, and Ryo and Ren escape. Ryo, Shenhua, Ren, Yuan, and Zhu depart uh, whatever place this is by boat. On board, um, Yuan reveals the mirror were initially locked away in a cliff temple. Zhao Sunming retrieved them to keep them from falling into the wrong hands. Um, after Zhao died, his son, Lan Di, was raised by the Qi Yu men, while captive, Yuhan also learned that Chi, you have taken over the... Te- what? Yuhan also... Oh, Yuhan also learned that Chi, you have taken over the Cliff Temple. Ryo, Shenhua, and Ren continue their journey along the Great Wall of China. <laughs> so by the end of the third one, you still don't get revenge for your father. No, you actually get beat by the dude. You get your ass kicked by the dude. I, I, I'm not... I, I, yeah, it's... Just the fact that it's going to take me upwards of three to six hours to get past having a fucking job in a game, and you don't make anything compelling enough, or and and again, this is this is part of a product of its time. I don't know where to go to get the cutscenes. There's no like, oh, I should go over here. I should go over there. I should talk to this person. There, like sometimes, like in some of the maps, there's actual maps and and house locations or house numbers or or business names, there's none of that on the docks. So there's, and there's nothing telling me like, oh, you know what? You should go to this spot of the dock to activate a cutscene. And then at one point I got a note where it's like, oh, so-and-so are rivals with the, 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 the gang that I'm dealing with. And so I call that person to go have a meeting with them. And instead of having a conversation about the gang, it's like, here, read this for me, which I don't even know what it was that he was having him read. Like, I don't remember seeing a thing, or I don't remember when we got a thing that he didn't know how to read. 
And it was like how to do a special move or something like that, a special kung fu move. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, this isn't even the dialogue I wanted. I wanted to talk to you about the fact that you are beefing with this gang. I want to get information. Of, I need to find this gang. At one point, this 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 drove me nuts. At one point, I go up to a guard who's standing in front of a couple of warehouses on the on the uh, on the docks, and I I talk to them. He's like, "Do you know anything about the Dark Angels?" And the guard's like, "Dark Angels? I don't know. I've never heard of them." And I literally turn ninety degrees, and on the wall is graffiti of the symbol of the Dark Angels, and underneath it, written Dark Angels in big, bold-faced fucking leather letters. What do you mean you've never heard of the Dark Angels? There's graffiti right next to you. What is this dialogue? It's, oh, <laughs> man. So it looks like in 2020, uh, Yu Suzuki, the, the guy who's responsible for these games, um, told IGN he had created Shenmue 3 for the fans. And that he planned to give Shenmue 4 more mainstream appeal. <laughs> yeah. So he still plans oh, on shit. finishing the fight. Well, I mean, Shenmue 3 was a Kickstarter. Yeah. That's why it was for the fans. Yeah. But man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get it. Like I I do look, have one question for you, Richie. Yeah. Were you playing with keyboard and mouse? Uh half fifty fifth. Uh, uh yeah. For the first two days it was keyboard and mouse because alright. Here's the thing. I load up the game. And I start playing, and I grab my controller, and I turn it on, and I'm trying to use my controller, and it's not identifying my controller at all. Like, the game isn't, or, like, Steam won't recognize it? The game isn't. The game isn't. My my PC is recognizing I have a controller on, like, I'm sure. But the game is not recognizing that I have a controller on. Did you start the game before you turned the controller on? Uh, um, I don't remember. But, let's, just let me, hold on. So I try it. It doesn't Uh work. So I, like, I guess I have to use mouse and keys. Whatever, I don't care. I guess I just assumed it was, like, something was broken because the port is bad. Um, So I go use mouse and keys, and I'm, like, looking at the controls, and it's, like, shift to run. So you hold shift, and you'll run. And in this game, it, for, like, you're sprinting or you're running, you don't have to hold shift enough. You just hold shift, he'll run forward, and then you left and right to turn and whatnot. So I'm hitting shift. The whole, like, first 10, 15 minutes of the game, I'm hitting shift, and he is not moving. He's not running. Like, I'm hitting shift and pushing forward. He is not running. He is not moving fast. He is just walking. And so, like, I go do some different aspects of the game, and uh, uh, Potato, who requested me to play the game, he's like, I think uh, once you get to a certain point, then it'll let you run. So we keep trying to get to that certain point. We get to that certain point. We pass that certain point. It's not letting me run by hitting shift. And he's like, are you sure you're hitting shift? Are you sure you're hitting the right key button? I'm like, yeah, are look at sure it. Are you sure you're hitting shift? Well, no, he meant, <laughs> are you sure you're hitting the right keys? I'm like, yeah, it's saying shift. I'm hitting shift. And I pull the camera down and I show him hitting shift and he's walking. He's like, try rebinding it. So I rebind to shift. Motherfucker starts running. So then Monday and Tuesday last week, I play with mouse and keys. Or just keys. You don't need the mouse. Mouse doesn't really do much in this game. So okay. I'm playing literally just with my left hand. Um, and the QTEs are bad because it's um, WSAND for left, right, up, down. And then it's number num- number keys, not even number pad, number keys, one, two, and three. So that was bad. But I get through that, fine, whatever. And then yesterday I go play and somebody asks, like, are you playing with a controller or mouse and keys? And I'm like, look, 
I don't know what it is. I grab my controller, I turn it on, and it recognizes the controller's working. That Yeah, that is weird. I'm so, actually kind of curious if... Were you always using the left shift originally? It was always the left shift. Maybe I wonder was, if you maybe had was to bound, use right shift. Maybe it was bound to right shift. Who knows? Who the fuck uses right shift, though? I mean, if you're using all a keyboard for controls... But see, like, that's the thing. You're not using all... You're using WASDA or, or WASD. And then you're using the number pad to fight. Well, yeah, all the more reason, like, I could see them having right shift. But right shift is still so far away from the number pad. I mean, yes and no, but... I, it just, yeah, I, this game is, like, I'm sure it, was, it, it, has a, it has a cult base, cult following. People who love this game truly love it. And people who don't like this game don't like it. There's, n- I don't think there's any in between. And it's 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 wild to me. I don't understand it. Like, but that's wrong. I can understand it. I just if I had played this game back in 1999, I probably would have enjoyed it. Yeah, and then but, you'd enjoy it again today in 2024 because and I probably I probably would have some nostalgia for it. But I never played this game back then, and the game is fucking dated terribly. It it it, it aged so bad that it's just it's not. It's not worth playing at all. There's even like there's an animated series, a Shenmue animated series or some shit that you could just watch and probably get all this information. Look, the mirrors don't even show your reflection. They're not even real fucking mirrors. They're just like stone tablets, man. Why are they called mirrors? I <laughs> Well, back in 1999, they didn't have that technology. No one's named Shenmue. Well, Shenmue's the friends you made along the way. Probably. I don't, apparently you find out what Shenmue is in the second one. I don't know. It's bad. It's not It's not good. So I'm probably throwing in the towel just just on the fact that I have stuff to work for five more days in that game. And it's not... Yeah, that is, that is absurd. Yeah. And that's not... That's not... Like, that's... Like, I would have beaten this game if I weren't locked to this portion of the game. And I've thought about, like, well, what if I... What if I just play it on my own outside of stream and then get into it? But then that means that anyone who is watching me play the game would miss out on story stuff and whatnot. And so I'd have to find a way to, like, just get all the story content and then play it for them. It would still be a half hour of stream just showing them what they missed of me doing stupid shit. It's just, it, it's just not worth it. It's not. When you're not liking a game and then it gets to a bad portion of a game, it's not worth it's not worth going further. Like I can get through games and I'm not digging if they like, if they like, I could get through this game if it didn't have the, the, uh, the, the job portion of it, I would be able to beat this game. If it didn't have a job portion, I'd be fine with that. But because of the job portion and like the, the moving boxes on a forklift is just so boring. I can't, I can't do it. there was one point while playing this game, I considered loading up Vampire Survivors and just playing Vampire Survivors while we were waiting for time to pass. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> Vampire Survivors, a way better game. Yeah, like, what else am I supposed to be doing? Like, the, You're supposed to go train and, and lift boxes or something? People were coming in and telling me, well, why don't you go play the arcade games? I'm like, because I don't find them fun. Well, you can get all the collectibles. Well, Why? For achievements. I'm like, look, I'm a completionist, but I'm not an achievement hunter. Like, I want to get everything in a game. That doesn't necessarily mean getting all the achievements. 
And if the game is not fun, and game doesn't entice me to get all the collectibles, then there's no reason to get all the collectibles for me. Mm-hmm. I need a good reward for collectibles. There's no good reward for these collectibles. I don't care to get all the achievements. There's it all, And these collectibles don't do anything. They don't make you stronger. They don't make you better. They don't unlock more story content. It's just literally little gotcha capsules that are useless. And that, that's it. Like, it's just useless. And it's... It, and it's random because it's gotcha capsules. I got, I, I had, I, I spent one point because I needed to kill time for the next day to come. I, I just went to one of the, um, one of the gotcha capsule, uh, things and just started grabbing them. Uh, after getting about 10 out of maybe 25 collectibles, I was getting duplicates already. Or at least Steam was showing 25 collectibles for an achie- an achievement. But I was getting duplicates after 10. So I'm like, all right, well, that just means I'm wasting my money now. Like, that's just, that's all it is. And then at one point, I was playing one of the arcade games, and it's like, you can you, you can put in up to 1,000 yen, and then it'll just give you a bunch of credits. So this way, if you lose, you can just keep going. But it's not like reusing your credits or your lives when you fail. It brings you back to the title screen of the arcade game, and you have to start from the title screen again. Which, that's not how arcade games work. You put your money in when you die to get more more lives. Not to restart from the beginning. Like, that's just, that's bad arcade game design. Yeah. Yeah, that is. And then, like, there's, what was what the other side, side, side objectives? Uh, uh, there's, what's it called? Um, uh, fuck, uh, darts. There's a dart boards. The darts is terrible. You can't aim. He just moves his hand left and right and up and down, back and forth. And it's not like normal darts where, like, if you're in competitive darts or normal darts, you're trying to reach a certain number. It's like it's like blackjack. Where I don't know the number that you're trying to reach in darts, but, like, you're trying to reach a certain number, and that's how you win. This is just trying to get the highest number you can. And so he and they time you, so the faster you can hit the bullseye or hit the dartboard, the more points you get from the time as well. But you're also just waiting for him to actually move his hands in a motion to where it would make sense to actually throw it because there's no aiming of the dart board or aiming of the dart. It's just him automatically moving it back and forth. It's just bad. Like that's not fun. Again, the slot machine is you put in your coins. So you get your, however, your hundred tokens and say you're using the penny slots or whatever slots you are and you want to bet max. There's no like bet max button to get all the lines. No, you actually have to actively go from, uh, actively go to the left and hit, uh, bet more or whatever five times. So it marks all the lines and then hit over one more to hit, to, to spin. And you have to do that with every spin. Like, what, what are we doing here, man? What is going on? Video it's, games, man. Video games. I, I just, I don't, I don't, it's wild. But yeah, so I'm throwing in the tail. This is this is a game that's going to stay a game that I'm not going to beat. I don't ever think I'm ever going to go back. There are games that I've started on stream that I never beat still, like uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 and stuff. They're like, maybe someday I'll go back to them. This is not one of them. I am not going to go back to this game. I have no push. I have no urge. This game is just generally, it's boring. And the point I'm in is absolutely nonsense. And it, it shouldn't be in a video game. It should not be in a video game. Yeah, that I, I feel like they had a lot of cool ideas, and they're just like they're not cool anymore. 
Look, I play mm-hmm. I play fucking Stardew Valley, where all you all you can do you can do is just be a farmer. I play like sim management games. I like those games. This has aspects of those games that are good nowadays in games. It's just does it so bad, so bad. There's nothing to do when you don't have anything to do in this game because everything that you would do when you don't have anything to do is side shit that doesn't matter. The only thing that maybe mm-hmm. kind of matters is there's a motorcycle racing game that like it might help you with an end sequence at the end of the game. It might help you be better at the end sequence of the end ga- at the end game. Yeah, that game there's just like, plain, it's got some weird like all everything you've described is just weird. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't I don't know, man. I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. I don't get why I I don't get why people love this game nowadays, but like I said, I also it's a lot of nostalgia, and I really think it's it has a lot to do with the fact that people didn't have a lot to play back in 1999. So this game really blew up. Fantasy like, Nine to play. Well, yeah, but what I mean is like nowadays there's a new game releasing like every other day. But in 1999, you maybe had like a new game every couple of weeks, like or or even less than that. Like you had like a few months throughout the year that games would release, and then nothing throughout the rest of the year. So the the market wasn't as saturated as it is now to where a game like Shenmue where you literally have to spend time doing nothing worked in that era whereas it does something like this if if you don't make time management good it's not going to work yeah yeah that that all sounds about right yeah but i'm done bitching about Shenmue let's keep going um all right sorry i i i had the um the outline was tabbed away because i was reading the Shenmue wiki earlier um so I played that uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo. Nice. And uh, Rich, I'll, I will give you a warning. Um, do you want to like mute? Because I'm going to talk about things that you might not want to know about. No, it's story time, man. Yeah, but there there is some some interesting stuff in there. So I just I didn't want to spoil you unintentionally. No, 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 no that's fine. It's story time. Okay. Um. So yeah. So the demo is story time. Um. It picks up in the um. The gameplay, I should say, picks up in the back of the transport with um, Cloud and Sephiroth and the two soldiers. Or not the two, like, soldiers. The two uh, mm-hmm. military soldier people. Like, right. Not soldiers with a capital S. <laughs> um, but the, it looks like they're actually framing story time instead of it being you traveling to um, to calm and then, like, going into the inn and, like, sitting down and tell a story. Uh, it's being framed with you actually like just traveling. So uh, the end of the of the first game ends with uh, with everybody getting in the back of like that truck and like hitching a ride. So that's mm. where Cloud starts telling the story. And the couple of times that it cuts back to that, you know, sometimes they're in, they're in the truck. Um, at one point, they are back in the uh, the the hotel or or in or whatever you want to call it, discussing it. And there's occasionally, just like in the original game, the cut-ins where, like, Cloud will say something about what was happening and, like, maybe Tifa cuts in with her side of it or somebody will ask a question. Um, Especially, like, early on, like, Sephiroth seems like a cool guy. So, like, you have, like, Barrett going, why are we going? Like, this guy seems pretty pretty okay. Like, what made him become such a fucking world-destroying fuckhead? Yeah. Um, But one really cool thing that I noticed the soldier that is actually cloud like spoilers for final fantasy seven i guess too um but like the the infantryman man that that is cloud um is actually cloud 
if you look closely enough, he has the same like lower jaw as the cloud model. Mm-hmm. And he has blonde hair tucked under his helmet. Um, and I am almost positive the one time he has like a little bit of a voice line, it is the same voice actor. That's good. Yeah. I just thought that was like that was a cool little nod to, you know, us eventually finding out that Cloud isn't remembering this stuff correctly. Mm-hmm. And they definitely lean into that, I feel like, more than the original game did. Like, there are definitely more, like, cutaways and stuff like that, where even Tifa seems slightly confused about what the fuck Cloud is talking about, but she just kind of keeps yes-ending him, um, which, you know, not the best way to handle that, frankly, <laughs> but mm-hmm. she does. Um, but yeah, it it plays very similar to the original story time, but adds some additional areas that you travel through, some additional boss fights. Um, there is, I don't, Drew, you actually played the original fairly recently. Um, there is like a big monster fight right before you get to the reactor in the original, isn't there? Like a materia monster or something like that? Um, like when you actually go there? No, no, no like when you're going there with uh, Sephiroth and everything to like investigate it. I don't, um, I mean, you fight a dragon, but Sephiroth basically fucking one shots it. Uh, yeah, because that, that's on the way to Nibelheim, though, I think, right? Uh, maybe that is. I, like, I think that's the thing that you get out of the, the truck for on the way there. Right, okay, yes. But I thought there was, like, an actual boss fight that, like... No, I think you're thinking of when you actually go there. Maybe I am. Because I'm pretty sure in story time, there is there is nothing. Like, it's just the story. And then... No, there... There Besides is combat. That, there, because... there is there's a few combat. It, there's random encounters. Like yeah. no, I don't think there's many scripted encounters. In there's only the one scripted encounter. There are random encounters in story time. It's just you have Sephiroth on your team, and he one shots everything. He's got fire three. He's got like all the best equipment and everything else. So like he, he you can literally end every fight in a single move with him. Yeah, like he's level. F- I I remember in the original game he's like level fifty, and Cloud is level one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's basically just Sephiroth is one of those unplayable, playable characters. So he's just in your party, but he just does everything on his own and just, yeah, one hit kills everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of do a similar thing in this one. Um, so it's not a dragon when you get out of the van. There's like th- two or three monsters that are there. Um, Sephiroth just gets out and just dis- like obliterates one in one strike. And then Cloud being Cloud is just like, I'll take care of one. And, like, doesn't, and so Sephiroth has to help him out. Um, But then, once you get through, like, the initial village bit, where, like, you go visit your mom if you want to, and stuff like that, you, um, and you're heading towards the reactor, um, there's a whole bunch of combat encounters along the way with, like, different um, creatures. And the first half of it, you're just Cloud. So Cloud is actually level 40 in in this. Um, And, like, he, he still just has all the level 1 material, but they did give him, like, I want to say he had three magic and something else initially. And then you do pick up like three or four different materials as you're playing that you can find. Um, at like the halfway point of the that section, though, uh, Sephiroth kind of comes up and he's like, I'm going to fight, excuse me, fight with you now. It's it's time for your uh, your field exam or something like that. So then Sephiroth becomes a character that you can actually fight as, which I thought was neat. It's not just... um. It's not like Red Thirteen was in the in the first game where you don't you don't really control him at all. He just kind of like does his thing. It's you can just swap to Sephiroth and fucking destroy shit because just like in the original game, he's got maxed out all of his materia. 
Um, so fire, what is it? Fire, ice, lightning, and I think he has one other magic one, and then a few other like just boost materials. So he is quite the force. And then this game, they're adding. I don't remember this being in in the remake part one. They're adding like these synergy attacks. Um, that there's going to apparently be like a separate um sphere grid like leveling system for where you can pair up with a character and do like an attack kind of just in the middle of battle but you can also build up a gauge that when it's ready you can unleash like a, a powerful dual attack which in this case it was like sephiroth and, and cloud doing like the we're gonna slash this guy together sort of move like it, it was a very anime scene but it it was also kind of cool because like that game looks real pretty um mm-hmm. but yeah so it it goes through all of story time up to um Sephiroth destroying the village and that's about where it ends um my biggest complaint with that section and the thing that I'm 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 glad that the demo if you play the demo lets you skip through this section um it's one of those you have no um you can't move around quickly like the game purposely like hamstrings you literally like you hurt your legs so you can't move so Cloud is just limping very slowly um, through the burning s- city. Like, and then at one point, like a building blows up, so he gets knocked down, and so then you're you're crawling. And I get that Sony put a lot of effort into the dual sense, but they're 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 having these developers put just the dumbest fucking shit to like get use out of them. Um, in just this section of the game, there were two different occasions where I had to slowly pull the analog sticks to do or the um the triggers to do things with the resistance on them the first one was in the nibelheim reactor um sephiroth asks me to go close a valve so instead of just being able to go up and like interact with the valve like you interact with everything else you have to slowly pull in both analog sticks at the same time and cloud will turn it one half rotation and you have to let it go wait for him to put his hands back on and then pull them again and he'll do it for one half rotation and he does that like eight or nine times before like the valve is closed. And then when the when the city's burning and you get knocked down, you have to alternate between the two triggers um, to just slowly, like, crawl your way towards Sephiroth, which takes five minutes for no good reason. And then the, the demo ends. <laughs> um, almost as if, like, controller vibration is pointless and unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, controller vibration's cool-ish, depending on how it's used. But the whole, like putting these unnecessary mechanics into games that just make things take longer like that that is not fun going out there and having to slowly pull analog sticks in with a little bit of resistance not fun like not interesting like it it made me not like it it actually took me out of the game because of how stupid it was and the same thing Mm -hmm. happened later on when it came to the crawling i'm like this is stupid like yeah just let me hold the analog stick like this back and forth with the like this isn't making making it more immersive. This is just making it annoying and less fun yeah. to play. Yeah, scenarios like that really do break immersion because it is like, yeah, it's it's you're being forced to not just pay attention to the game at that instance. Whereas if I could have just if you could have just held up on the control stick and just let it play through, you're you're being forced to like pay attention to the mechanics and not pay attention to the story at large. And it's, it's, I can understand that being, it is frustrating. It's annoying. Yeah. And that whole section, like, like the point where 
so it, just like in the original game, you know, like you go to the the reactor. Sephiroth has the oh god, what am I moment? He locks himself away in the in the mansion. Um, you go you go into the mansion, um, and then he like knocks you out, and then goes and burns down the fucking city. Um, everything from the point that he knocks you out to like the end could have just been a cutscene. Like it could have just been like a five minute cutscene because. Mm-hmm. You have no actual control over anything in that scene. You can only go in one direction because everything's on fire and things keep falling. At one point, they actually even send you in a direction only to have things fall. And then for something behind you to fall that you can then get through that. I'm like, this is, (laughs) yeah, like this is bad. Like this whole section is bad game design. Like you're just, you're making a whole section take longer by handicapping what the player can do and how they can move, just make it a cutscene. Make it a cutscene and just skip right to the end. Because this that whole section would have been way more fun to watch than to actually control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I wasn't doing anything. I was I was holding the analog stick and Cloud was just very slowly limping, and that's it. Like every once in a while, he'd come to a thing and he'd crouch down automatically and very slowly limp under that thing. And then there was just a lot of, like, dialogue in the background of people screaming and dying and Cloud, like, wanting to go check on his mom, who is obviously dead. Yeah. And it's a shame because, like, everything... So everything else about that demo was actually a lot of fun. Like, the combat is still... Like, I really like the combat in that game. It's fun. It's not too... It, like, it, it has a fine line of, like, it's not too scaled back the way... Um, I feel like Final Fantasy XVI's combat was just fucking boring. Um, or not... I'm sorry, yeah. not 16, 15. Yeah. Like, 15s was, like, it was it was boring. Like, it was just one button kind of over and over again. Um, 16 was iffy. Like, I, I definitely liked 7 Remake and, and Rebirth better than 16s also. Like, these games are, are walking that. It's It's got the action RPG stuff, but you've also got kind of some of the menuing you can do for, for abilities. Yeah. And it's not too much to pay attention to like rich i remember you saying when i was talking about spider-man a few months ago that the way that 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 game sounded like it did things where you had to like hold different buttons to bring up the different um context menus was just going to be too much for you and you didn't like that sort of control scheme i feel like the like the final Fantasy 7 remake actually like the way that they did their controls worked because it was like hit this button it pops up a menu pick your like special move yeah i and, love and, final Fantasy 7 remakes combat system it's fantastic yeah. And then otherwise, it's like it's it's dodge in, dodge out, like try and block or parry if you can, slash a few times, get the fuck away, yeah. build up, build up your ATB gauge, hit them with like magic or or a special ability, switch to another character, do that whole thing again, and just kind of spin in a circle. <laughs> yeah, I I I love that system so much. Like I I remember playing remake. Like I just I loved like just being able to openly switch between each characters and watch their ATBs and be able to figure out who's going to do what when. I That was one of a few games that, like, after playing and beating, I immediately went immediately went back through and started trying to beat it again. I wanted to get all the achievements. I never finished getting all the achievements. Um, I don't know what came out after, uh, while I was playing the, the hard mode, but something came out while I was playing the hard mode, and I was just like, all right, I'm done, and started playing that something else. Um, but like that hard mode, in my opinion, hard mode is better is the better combat system in general. The hard mode combat system uh, requires more strategy, requires more thinking, and it's not like you can face roll the entire game on normal. Hard mode is where it gets really fucking good. 
Eh, I had fun with with normal. No, normal is good. Hard mode is better. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely going to come down to like what you're looking forward to. Like, I played a little bit of hard mode in that. Just check it out, and like, it definitely wasn't as hard as some other games are when it comes to combat like that. Like, it was definitely it was still doable whilst yeah. adding a challenge. I mean, the the difficulty was the fact that no items at all in the entire game. That's where the difficulty lies in hard mode in, in Final Fantasy oh, VII that's Remake. Right. I forgot that's what they did. Yeah. So like you needed to focus on like uh making sure everyone had uh the chakra ability so that they could heal themselves. You needed to master that so that they could use it more often, it could cast faster. You needed you needed to actually manage everyone's abilities and you needed to really pick the right weapon because that was that game had the sphere system based on the weapons, and so whatever weapon they had equipped, you could upgrade that and and use your AP. You needed to also, to progress, you needed to do a lot of the side stuff and keep an eye out for all the side stuff because of getting the books to make, to because that's where you get more AP is getting the, the skill books or something like that. Like it, it really focuses on like doing a lot of the extra content in hard mode to progress and get stronger to make the game like, and not easier, but like easier. Yeah, that's see, I totally forgot about the, the items thing too. So mm-hmm. yeah, that did add more to it. And I, I didn't stay in hard mode for long in that game. Cause I didn't want to have to deal with all of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I got through, I, I went on the date. I was, I, I had, um, uh, yeah, I went through the date spot, the date portion, the Don Cornelius portion. Oh, okay, Don yeah, Cornea, yeah, whatever his name is. I I did that portion. I went through the date stuff. Um, might have actually gone into the dropping of the disc. Uh, I can't. No, I don't think I did the dropping. Of the, I might not have gotten to the dropping of the disc because I don't remember fighting that freaking train train boss on hard mode. But I got like halfway through the game on hard mode, and I, I just, oh, I, I thought you actually finished it on hard mode. No, I never finished it on hard mode. That's... You dropped it the easy. No, I just never. <laughs> no, I just I don't like I said. I don't know what came out after that game came out, but something came out, and I just stopped playing hard mode. It's you did when, finish uh, it though, right? I beat the, I beat it. Yeah. Okay. You have to you have to beat it to, to unlock hard mode. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. This one actually gives you a um. I I think the demo gave me like an option for hard mode right away. I don't know. There, there were definitely more than just three. It, there was easy, normal, and I feel like there was a hard. I think that's why I'm forgetting that hard mode was actually like an unlockable. That's why I didn't play that much of it because I did just like I beat the game and then jumped into it as hard mode. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is actually like this is more challenging. I'm done. Let's see. Wow, like game's not even listed on here. What, what, what the heck kind of? What are you doing, Wiki? I just looked up games, what games released in 2020, and the wiki of 2020 games didn't even have Final Fantasy VII Remake listed as, quote, critically acclaimed. Because you looked up 2020 games? Yeah. Because it came out in 2021. No, Final Fantasy VII Remake released in 2020. I literally looked it up before I looked that up. Final Fantasy VII Remake released in April of 2020. Yeah, yeah, because it was like the same week as... um... Animal Crossing or some shit like that. Like, it, like they came out like almost back to back. When was no? Oh, oh yeah, the PS5 version was 2021. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Animal Crossing was March 20th, and it, yeah, it was like less than a month later that uh, Final Fantasy came out. Because I basically I stopped playing Animal Crossing to play Final Fantasy, like you do. But yeah, 
demo for for rebirth is really cool if i if i catch that they're doing um because they're supposed to also add like some stuff from junyan into it so you can kind of run around as like the actual characters you'll be playing as and and do some stuff i might check that out just to see but the game comes out on like the 29th so if it doesn't come out this week i'm just gonna wait for the actual game yeah Um, i mean i i knew i was getting this game no matter what so i i'm have zero interest in getting into the demo except for the fact that you get something if you play the demo so i'm gonna like load it up and then stop so i don't know if it's a you just need to have save data or if you need to complete the demo i'll have to look it up it's it's like two and a half three hours like it's not very long and like i said you don't have to redo it in the in the game if you have completed the demo so it's at least it's not one of those you do it now and then two weeks later you have to do the whole thing again like it just bypasses it for you or maybe gives you like the Cliff Notes version. Either way, it gives you, it gives you a Koopo charm and a survival set. Okay, so like nothing like crazy either. No, it's not like it's because I think the demo for the remake gave you a a materia, gave you one of the summons. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Koopo that's charm boosts item drops. Uh, uh, hey, um. Yeah, Kubo charm boosts item drops and survival set jump starts item collection with po- uh, potions, ethers, and more. I was about to say, didn't the uh, demo for remake give you Carbuncle? But that was fifteen, if I remember correctly. I I don't know. Um, Dawn of a new era and Junyan content will not carry over into the full release. Yeah, that much I knew. Yeah, so it's not even worth trying. Um, yeah, so I'm probably not even gonna bother playing it. I don't need that charm. I don't need new items. Like I said, I was playing the game in hard mode. I don't need items. I'm gonna be elitist with that. And then you'll give up halfway through. No, uh, probably on my second playthrough for sure. No, I think my plan is so, and this is another reason why I'm dropping Shenmue is because there's another game that a, uh, a player requested me to play, uh, or a viewer requested me to play that I'm going to start this week. And if timing works right, I should have that beat just before Final Fantasy comes out so that then I can play Final Fantasy um, and beat that. And then once I'm done with Final Fantasy, the next game that's going to be on the list when it goes on a good sale is going to be Star Ocean. So that'll give me time to play whatever the hell I want and then play Star Ocean. And then at some point by the end of the year, I want to replay through Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, um, uh, uh, the, the, the DLC and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth uh, on hard mode. Because I wanted to do uh, Remake on hard mode before rebirth came out but i didn't i just completely forgot that rebirth came out so soon yeah like it, it kind of snuck up on me too like they had that that um state of play for it last week and i'm just like oh right that comes out at the end of the month Shit. yeah <laughs> but also i'm really excited that you are just finally leaning into the fact that you're just an rpg streamer now no i'm not leaning in like the look these aren't uh, i don't i don't find the final fantasy final fantasy remakes as bad as some of the other rpgs but like i think once once i'm done final fantasy 7 remake uh i mean tech with the exception of the technicality of monster hunter world i don't have plans for rpgs for a while i'm sure somebody will change that i mean well like i said the the only option is uh star which i'm just i'm waiting for that to be on a really good sale um, and I've also upped the price of game request to 30,000 points, but I'm still considering bringing that up to 50,000. Now I bring it down to like 3000. No special bonus. No, no that's not <laughs> happening. 
one day only. Don't don't tell anyone you did it. Just do it. Oh, I see how many games get in, get requested. Well, that's the thing. I had for the longest time. I had a redemption that was pick a pick a game, which was I th- and I think it even listed like pick Sunday's game out of a list of games that I own across all systems, and I had my game list linked up on there. And um, one person one was going to redeem it, and I like made sure that because like they were going to redeem, like, Fallout or something. I was like, look, just so you know, this isn't having me beat the game. This is just picking a Sunday game. This is just me playing this game on Sunday. I remember that, and it it was specifically, like, a game that you had in your library. Yeah, yeah, and so they were like, oh, I thought that you were going to play it to beat it. I'm like, no, I mean, if you want me to play a game that I already own to beat it, you can redeem the other one for that, but the other one also pushes me to buy new games that I don't own as well, and so... They uh they chose like uh, they they chose to save their points for another like week or so and then get the ten thousand points to have me play Lego City Undercover. That was the other. I knew there was another game that that you had, and I kept forgetting. Um, yeah, that's that's starting on Sunday. Like I we were just talking about. It, I'm just like, what was the other game that he was talking about? Like there's Star Ocean and there's another one. Yeah, Lego City. Well, I'm excited for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, and to see what happens to Zach. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this game plays out. I really am. Mm-hmm. Sure, are you going to get it? Probably. Because you played Remake, right? Oh, yeah. Did you play the Interlude, Intergrade, whatever it was called? No. That was actually not bad. And I think like they, they actually have, um, assuming you, you do digital, because I think you have the digital PS5, right? Yep. Um, last time I looked, they have a bundle that is just the same price as the game by itself with Intergrade. So you get both games for just the cost of Rebirth. Okay. Which, like, isn't bad. <laughs> but, like, Rich, you played Integrate, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I had fun with it. Um, it was it was good. I like how Yuffie controlled and played. I liked the story and how it was, like, kind of side-by-side with the actual game. And wasn't um, that the one that introduced that Fort Condor minigame? Like, the, the board game? I, or was that in Remake? I feel, I feel like Fort Condor was in Remake. Just, no. like... Not much. Definitely wasn't. All right. So there's like a like a tower defense strategy board game for Fort Condor in Integrate that you can go around and like challenge people to. Okay. And like I, those aren't like I'm not usually like tower defense sort of person, but like it was actually kind of a fun board it was, game. It was good. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I had fun with it too. Um, moving right along though, Rich, how are the Amory Wars? Emory Wars. So, if you guys don't know, this a little-known band called Coheed and Cambria. They're um, Coheed and Cambria. It's this little-known band that you might not have heard of. A little indie. Um, the big, big references of like Rush and other prog rock kind of bands. Coheed and Cambria fans hate when you compare them to Rush or something like that. I don't know. I know there's always some sort of contention with Rush. Um, but the uh, the lead singer is also the writer of the comic series, The Amory Wars. He created it. It was originally, the first set of comics was originally just called The Second Stage Turbine Blade. Um, and then that went out of print when Coheed and Cambria became big. And so then they rewrote it into The Amory, Amory Wars, The Second Stage Turbine Blade. So I bought, uh, this was actually two years ago. Uh, when we went to New York Comic-Con, or I went to New York Comic-Con with you, Cobb, um, I bought the Ultimate Collection of the Emery Wars uh, Second Stage Turbine Blade, which is the two volumes of the newer series, the remake series. And it also has the original series in the back of it. 
Um, I read That's the two cool. volumes. Yeah, I read the two volumes of the Amory Wars. I started to read the um, the original books, but it's nothing different. So I was like, all right, I don't really need to. So I'll probably read that at some point eventually, just to see like the differences. But like, it's the same story, so it doesn't really matter. Um, the art style is good. Um, I I I like the art uh, in in the Amory Wars. I like how um, it's like very very like defined lines and like it's also very colorful even with like such a dark story um the story overall is is interesting it's uh it takes place in this uh how many planets is it 78 planets are uh chained together in this um uh in this thing called the the, the keywork um and there are three entities that live amongst these planets they are the prize the humans and the mages. The mages kind of are assholes. The prize are basically angels that um, were given a riddle by the creator saying, basically, if humans start to dabble in my creations, you are to defeat them. But if I, are, if I were to come and raise hell, uh, you'll, you'll fight by my side. But whether whichever one happens and whichever one is ordained by me, you won't know. So the prize basically has to turn around and be like, so which side, is this God? Are we fighting with the humans, or is this? Are the humans being bad, and do we have to fight the humans? Kind of shit. Um, I had no idea anything that the the story was about for this. Yeah, it's it's very wild. It's very wild. Um, so the uh, story, the main story, revolves around uh, two characters um, for a good portion of it: Coheed uh, uh, Kilgannon and Cambria Kilgannon. Um, and their kids, which three of them, I don't remember their names, but one of them's named Claudio. Uh, um, and, uh, Coheed, who's the father, finds out that, like, his family is infected with a virus that might destroy the keywork. Um, and him and Cambria have the, the parent virus, and all the kids have a mutated virus that's gonna really cause the destruction of the keywork. So, he needs to kill his kids by poisoning them, and that will save the keywork. Um, he does this, and then it turns out that he was being used, and that's not, uh, and and that's not what was really supposed to happen. Uh, and so he killed his kids for no reason, all but one of them, Claudio, uh, who was able to escape, and uh, he ends up having the power of. Uh, there was this anti-terrorist group known as the. Uh, KBI, which is the Knowledge, the Beast, and the Inferno, who is him. He is known as the Beast. Cambria is the Knowledge, and the Inferno is his brother. Uh, I don't really know what the Inferno's powers are, but he, like, has machine parts in him. He can, like, grow a gun arm. He has blades come out of his arm. He is in Coheed. Cambria can use telekinesis and psychokinetic powers, uh, and they end up being kidnapped and uh, a virus is used to make them stronger, and uh, overall, they they start to destroy the keywork. Um, and in doing so, the prize then have to sacrifice themselves to reestablish the keywork. Uh, and I'm like truncating a lot of the whole story itself, but it is a very interesting, like very fast uh, moving uh, couple of books that just build this whole lore and and universe of lore. Then I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get the next book, which is uh, Keeping Secrets in Silent Earth 3. Um, 
and I want to I want to read more about these books, and I want to read more about this world. Uh, the these books, primarily most of these books, come out in conjunction with their albums, and so the songs in on the second stage Turbine Blade tell the story of the Emory Wars second stage Turbine Blade book. Songs of In Keeping Secrets tell the story of In Keeping Secrets the books, and so I I, I, I I'm didn't gonna, know like, that much. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sit down and listen to Second Stage Turbine Blade tomorrow or at some point in the next few days just to be like, see if I can put two and two together and piece it all together. But overall, it was it was a really, it was it was a good read. It was a fast read, too. Literally started it last week and was a third of the way through before I went to bed and I only read for about an hour. I mean, um, comics usually are. Yeah, I was expecting this to be a little bit longer because, like, the last eighth i'd say probably last fifth of the book is um i didn't realize the last fifth of the book is the original uh comic as well as just all the art cover art stuff that they show at the end of these omnibuses but like i expected it to take me longer to read um so i'm not counting this as a full book uh, in my one book a month um it's a half a book and i have another comic omnibus that i'm gonna read to can to count for the other half uh but this was this was good. I liked it, Cobb. If you want to borrow, I know you don't like physical books, but this is a comic book, so it's different. If you want to borrow it, I'll absolutely let you borrow it. I think you might like it. Um, I actually, so I actually own the fourth one, fourth, third. I own Good Apollo on Burning Star Four, Volume One. I think it's Volume mm-hmm. One. Yeah, it's it's a little out of reach at the moment, so I I can't tell for sure. But while you were talking about this one, um, I was like looking at my shelves of comics i'm just like i know i own one because um the the time they played um the tweeter center whatever the fuck that place is called now um the the the, the, the east bank river thing sure you should know what it's called it's now free, uh, i'm pretty sure it's freedom mortgage pavilion now yeah that that sounds about right um erica bought me the comic while i was mm-hmm. there like like yeah. at that that thing, that was like she had gotten tickets for that that concert as a birthday present, so she got me a T shirt and and the comic too. Not real, neither of us realized that it was like the fourth one. It was just the only one they had, so I think it's, I just assumed it was the first one. So it, it it's because it's weird. Um, it it is it's it is volume one of that series, and I don't know if you really need to read them all to know everything that's going on, but like. Uh, the time between Second Stage Turbine Blade and In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 uh, is 10 years. It's a 10-year time jump. Um, when I finally find a way to get that one and read it, I'll be able to know how much they might recap or whatever beforehand, or how much you may need to actually know of the previous one to know this one. But you might not need to know it to be able to to have, to have be able to read it fully. Um, but... I, to if if you don't want to, for anybody who's listening who doesn't want to have to like read all of the Amory Wars to know what's going on, their newest stuff, the Vaxis stuff, are all um, they're all like a new set of characters, new storylines in the same universe. And then there's what's it called, the Afterman and the Desolation. Those two are prequels to the second stage Turbine Blade. Okay. I, I I found out a lot about this stuff just looking it up today to figure out what the next one would be that I would have. Which understandable. Like comics are, are comics are that weird thing where especially like these ones. Like like having tried to figure this out before, it's hard to really figure out which ones to read because a lot of times like if you get on Wikipedia for it, it ends up linking you to the albums. 
Yeah. So then it's like, all right, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to read, though. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why you look up the Emery Wars and you don't look up the you don't look up Kohei the Camry. Like you look up the Emery Wars and it'll show you like here's the the releases and the albums, and you can click it. It'll show you the synopsis of it. And but even with watching reading the synopsis of the albums and what they're about, you should be able to piece together which one lies where. Yeah, but uh, so so like on the the Amory War um page the timeline lists the four books and then fucking links it to the albums because it's talking about the albums too um then that's uh like that's just wikipedia being silly yeah that's that's the um yeah that's the that's wikipedia that's whoever's doing the hyperlinks not hyperlinking it properly well i mean that i am i'm assuming there aren't pages for the individual um volumes so it's just Oh, nope. You know what? If you scroll down further, does this? No, this doesn't link to anything. Oh, nope. It links to the fucking album. Yeah. No, Wikipedia is a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, you Just can. a nightmare. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, that's dumb. You can go down to, in the Emory Wars, you can go down to the second stage Turbine Blade main article, second stage Turbine Blade comic. You open it up and it's just the bottom of the album's uh, page where it talks about the comic and it's like less than a paragraph. It's just a basic synopsis, which is just silly. Yeah, just silly. But yeah, so so, do you own any of the other ones, or is this like you have to now? I have to, I have to track them down. I don't own any of the others. Um, next time, if I ever get to go to New York Comic Con again, I'll probably buy it off of them directly because as long as it's in print. Because like I was looking on Amazon, and uh, they do not have a physical version of uh of the second book. Uh, Keeping Secrets, Silent Earth 3. They don't have, like, a physical version of the Ultimate Bulk. They only have the Comixology version. That's dumb. Yeah. Have you checked, and like, it, um, uh, like Barnes & Noble or anything like that? No. I literally... I, I only spent, like, about 20... 10... 5... 5-ish... Or 5 to 10 minutes looking it up before the podcast, just while my dinner was cooking. Well, anything else you'd like to say about... I keep wanting to say Armory Wars. Armory Wars? Uh, they're they're good books. If you like comics, you you'll probably like these books. I just love the fact that like <laughs> the main characters' name are are Coheed and Cambria, and one, the lead character's name, like the one surviving child, is is Claudio. Like, come on, George R R Martin, and uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Elden Ring. We know that you wrote these. So I did know. I'm trying to remember. I knew that main characters were Coheed and Cambria. I didn't know there was a character that he named after himself. Mm-hmm. That I did not know. But yeah, I might have to, I, like, I might have to, like, grab, like, the digital copies of those at some time and check them out. Yeah. Uh, it looks like even Boom doesn't have, um, well, that's, Boom doesn't have a, an ultimate version. It's sold out of the ultimate version of Good Apollo. Oh, uh, so it's, it's probably sold out and also out of print. Probably. Which is why you're having trouble finding it. Yeah. Like, you might be able to dig up a copy at like some of the comic book retailers that sell online, like Midtown. But even that, like, it might also be very expensive now. Oh no, oh. I've I've found copies of, on Amazon and actually from the publisher of the Ultimate Collection. Yes. Huh. Well, there you go, Rich. Drew found them for you. It's thirty dollars on Amazon, thirty-five through the publisher. Evil Ink. Of of which one? Keeping Secret Silent. Wait, wait, which one? Sorry, you're been... looking. The for next Silent one is, is Keeping Secrets Silent Earth 3. Yes, just sent you the link. Why is that not coming up when I search it on Amazon? You're not searching it, right? 
Well, or, Drew, like, or Drew just sent you the, the UK link for it, which would also be funny. I didn't. Where did you send that to? Uh, in the, the Facebook chat. And there we go. Finally loaded. There you go. There's only one copy left on Amazon right now. Oh, this is the actual Evil Links website. Okay. Uh, I'll have to, then I'll have to keep an eye out for the rest of them as well. Go to Apollo. There we go. 45. There. I was going to say, they're probably, uh, I'd imagine they're all on. Yeah. So at some point, I'll have to get these. Um, but not right now. Like I said, the next book I'm going to read is, um, I have it over there. I What was it called? Uh, it's a Doctor Who book. Um, I can't remember what it's called. And then when it, when do I get to pick a book for you? That's not how this works. <laughs> no, we talked about it last week. You, you said you wanted to read something that like that was new to you, that wasn't based on like a property that like you're already a fan of. I mean, again, that's down the line because it's there's. A, I want to finish all the books that I actually have here before I buy more books, which is why I'm not buying the other Amory War books or anything. Um, I have the entire Lock and Key set that I need to read, and the other Sea of Thieves book. And I might read Lost World just because I have it um, before I do any other books. So it's going to be a while before I even look for other books. At least a month or two. Maybe six. Who knows? No, I mean, not until... Let's Like, probably, depending on how I handle Lock and Key, depending on how long Lock and Key takes me to read, uh, might do two big comic omnibuses next month as well. And then see if these book after that... I could not get Still. into the Lock and Key comic. I, I've tried a couple of times. It's not bad. It's just I, like I, I read a few like issues of it and then kind of just fall off. Yeah, I mean, I like the series that I put Same. the I, that I put it on the whole collection on my Amazon wish list. My parents bought it for me this year, so I have to read it. Yeah, I think that it's the comics are incredibly different from the show, and I think yeah. that might be a little bit why. And like, I just I wasn't I didn't really like the art style, mm-hmm. so it was just like. Art style didn't really click with me, and the um the 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 story being very different. I'm just like, eh, this just isn't isn't working for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I guess would you guys like to move on then? Yeah, let's move on. What is what is uh what is this Twitter movie that you watched? No, it's X. The same thing. No, it's not. Um, it is. So have you actually not heard of this movie? I don't think so. So it's actually a pretty like well received horror movie from 2022. I'm trying to bring up the uh the Wikipedia for it and it's not going well. Please bear with me. There we go. I had to search for the sequel first. Um so it's from 2022. It's it's a um an A24 movie, like the the company that does all the horror movies. Um mm-hmm. so it takes place in the 70s and it's a group of people in Texas going to like a secluded farm to film a homemade porn. <laughs> okay. Um cuz they're basically all trying to break into Hollywood and this is the way that they thought they would do it. <laughs> I mean, makes sense. Does it though? Yeah, every 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 main mainstream performer starts in porn, don't they? I don't think so. Um but it, it's it's just funny like you have um it's like a guy who seems to run a strip club, two of the strippers from the strip club, and then one of the, the strippers boyfriends are like the the people that want to make the movie. And then they ha- they, they hire a dude who just seems to want to actually make movies and has like the, the, the equipment and his girlfriend to be like the 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 sound person. Um, 
and they they go to this weird farm with this super old couple and they start filming this movie um and then spoilers for the movie x uh at a certain point they start getting murdered really brutally um by the old woman who's in like her 90s and it's just it's crazy to watch a bunch of like 20 somethings just get destroyed by like a really old woman mm-hmm. um it was it was an interesting movie though like i can see why it got a lot of praise because it it did a lot of things kind of different um but it also like it didn't have much of like an interesting story i guess you could say until kind of near the end when everything started falling apart um there is a so in the same year they released a prequel called Pearl, which is actually the story of the old woman and how she became a murderer. Um, and I want to say, I feel like my printer just made a noise that was weird. Um, it takes place in like the nineteen teens, like nineteen seventeen, nineteen eighteen. Uh, so it's set during World War One, and the the main character Pearl, who is the old woman in X, wants to be like a she wants to be like a Hollywood starlet um, in that like pre Hollywood era and just doesn't get to and kind of loses her mind. And that's how we get X where she sees a bunch of young kids making a movie and it fucking makes her snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I thought was actually cool though, is um, kind of the, the main actress of the movie, uh, Mia Goth. Uh, she plays Maxine, which is one of the actresses in the movie. She also plays Pearl, the old woman, like done up in like old people makeup. Um, so she has that dual role. And in the prequel, she she plays Pearl again, just without all the makeup. Yeah. And they are making a sequel, too, that takes place sometime in the 80s that follows um, the character from the the first movie again, like the, the younger character. So, yeah, like they have their, their this little universe going. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. It's worth watching. It's on Netflix right now. Um, I can't say it'd be worth watching if you had to pay for it. Like, if I had paid for this movie, I probably would have been a little more bummed because the first, I don't know, half-ish was kind of boring. Like, it wasn't necessarily funny the way some horror movies are, like like this type of horror movie, at least. Um, it was just a lot of 1970s shitty stuff, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Heard a weird noise. Wasn't sure what it was. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, like on Netflix, it's worth checking out. Nice. Uh, Pearl came out in 2022. Yeah, they both did. Oh, I thought you said it was coming out. So just wanted to make sure you knew that. No, no, out. they have a sequel coming out. I want to say like maybe next year or the year after. Oh, Maxine. Okay. Yeah, like um, X and Pearl came out like six months apart. So I, I want to say they, if they weren't filmed together, they were filmed like over COVID. So like there just wasn't anything else going on. Mm hmm. Actually, yeah, it looks like it was filmed over COVID. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they just kind of filmed them back to back. At least, um, if assuming they use like the same farm and everything, like super low budget look to it. Like, I, actually, yeah, like looking X was a $1 million budget. So that wasn't much. And Pearl was a also $1 million budget. So movies didn't cost them too much to make, but, you know, they made some money back on them and... I feel like uh, Maxine is probably going to also make them some money just because as far as like horror movies go, these ones seem to be getting like some decent praise and such from people. Uh, yeah, I feel like it also getting a lot of traction because they have Jenna Ortega in it and she's just huge right now. So so she was only in the first one. Yeah. 
But I mean, the first one's getting traction because it has her, and then the ne- rest of them are getting traction because the first one was really good. Yeah, it's it's funny, like, because you're, you're not wrong. I remember at one point, this movie popped up somewhere because because Jenna Ortega was in it. And then, like, having watched it, like, she's, like, a super side character. She's got, like, three lines in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, this was filmed before Wednesday came out, and I so I want to say, like, the only thing she had really done was the first of the Scream movies she was in. Yeah. And actually, maybe that hadn't even come out yet. Scream 5? Yeah, and, like, the Scream um, Scream 5, which would have been the, the first one she was in, came out at the beginning of 2022 also. So, like, this and X were kind of released around the same time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, interesting movie. Worth worth giving it a watch. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's all, that's all I have. Nice. Nice. Any, either of you guys have anything else? No. Richard? No. No. Don't use my legal name. Man. Uh, no, nothing else. Talked about everything I had. Um, I was gonna, wasn't there something else you played? I was gonna ask you about it. Uh, it was, if we had recorded tomorrow, there would have been. Oh, no, 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 that's right. Um, how was Football Manager? Oh, God, right. Fuck. Like, that game's bad. Don't talk long about it. I'm just curious, like. That game's bad, uh, because it's not really a game. It's a management sim. Mm -hmm. Um. So it's primarily 99% menus. Uh, there's no music. Um, really? Yeah, there's no music. No music. The only sort of audio... There's not even, like, a chime if you click a menu button or something to change... There's no, like, menu... Like, you know how in some video games it'll click every time you go to a different menu option or or a haptic feedback type thing whenever you go through your different menus and whatnot? None of that. None of it. Um, so I ended up having to grab YouTube music and play some, uh, unlicensed friggin' lo-fi <laughs> shit while I'm playing this thing. Um, because we all know you can't have silence. I, God, I, it, it, it's bad, man. It's bad. But like, even on stream, there needs to be music on stream. Like, e- even if I would be fine without silence, with silence, there needs to be music on stream. Um, I, I just, you need, you need to have something going. Uh, let's see. Um, I know nothing about soccer. Um, it's, and it shows football. Yeah, sorry, I know nothing about football. Um, football, and, and and it showed while playing that to a point where like this is the best part about the game. Here's the best part about the game. You want to know the best part about the game? You can go to your staff and you can tell your staff to do everything for you. <laughs> and that's what I did. I as told a, them as a proper manager. Yeah. Uh, well, but that's the thing. You're the head coach. You're not even the manager. You're the head coach. That is, so, that is what the manager is in football. Is it just really like, in the- just like baseball? There is no head coach in baseball. There's a manager. Okay, so that's so yeah. Like you're the head coach. You 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 you're supposed to be there making change, uh, picking who to. And so like you can customize how much of the management that you want. Like, do you want to run everything, or do you just want like your staff to run things? You don't get to fire or hire staff, but you can like pick who to trade and who to pick up and things like that. But I know nothing about uh, soccer, so I really didn't know what I was doing. So I just picked the Philadelphia Union, and we played through a couple matches as best I could while having. Oh, it's not even the European teams; it's the fucking American teams. Oh no, 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 Pop! There are like five thousand teams in that game. Yeah, you can pick. Oh, okay. From they have like the fifth level German league. 
teams in there. Yeah. Like, the reason I picked the union is because it asks you where you're from. And I said, I'm from the United States. And they're like, all right, so based on the United States, we'll give you United States teams. We'll give you the MLS teams. But you can pick, like, the actual the FIFA teams or the um, whatever they are, the, the cup teams in, in, in the UK, the European cup teams and stuff. Like, I, I, I found this out just on Sunday. Uh, there's no actual championship when it comes to soccer. It's just based on how many goals you, your team scored throughout the entire season. That's also that, not true. That's, that's who that's, I mean, that's one of the winners, uh, one, some sort of winner or something like that. Um, what was it called? I can't even remember. Lasso. I, uh, there is probably some award for the team that scored the most goals, but like say in the champions league in, in uh, the UK, there is no playoffs. It's just the team that had the most, you might be conflating points with goals. Cause like hockey, uh, you get points for a win or a draw, but none for a tie or a, a loss. Rather. I believe it's three for a win, one for a draw over a loss so you might be thinking the team that had the most points wins which is true but that points didn't mean goals well that's dumb if that's what it means because that's um yeah because it's, it's, it's like in in like baseball and hockey and stuff like there's well, points b- baseball well, no baseball and hockey, hockey it's based but like well baseball is based on wins and losses like that's, that's right. how it should but be i mean so technically it is still wins and losses but you know if you won if one team was, we'll just round it to 20 games. One team was like 10 and 10 and the other team, or let's say nine, 10 and one. So they had 28 points and another team was nine, seven and three. They both only won nine games or nine, seven and four. They only both only won nine games, but the team that had the four ties wins the championship. Then just say the team that has the four, that, that like they, they, First of all, don't end a sport in a tie. Ties are fine. Don't end a sport in a tie. <laughs> like, there we go. That, I mean, that fixes Rick, that you, problem. Do you know what relegation is? Um, no. Dude, it's the coolest thing about soccer. If your team sucks too hard, they get knocked to a lower league. And a team from the lower league takes your place. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, see, you, watch Ted Lasso. You'll understand all of the soccer. No, I, I, I want to watch Ted Lasso. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to care about it for the summer. I care about it for the actual show itself. But yeah, it's, football manager, it, it's too managerial. It's too sim for me. Like, you don't even... And this is one thing I was hoping, because then I just would have had that on for, like, the stream and just watched a soccer, a simulated soccer game. You don't even get that. You, you Oh, get, really? You get highlights of the soccer game. Mm-hmm. And so there will be... It'll just show you a menu... And it'll be showing you like any updates and you can watch the time just fast forward, triple, triple or quadruple speed or something. And then if a highlight, if like a big play happens, if your team scores or whatever, it'll pop you in and you'll get to watch the highlight. And then once that's over, it pops you back out into the menu. So like I did like four or five like actual season games. Um, And then there was one point where. Uh, I had to postpone a game because I had no available players because ha- 12 of my players got called back to the European League for whatever reason they get called back for. Did you win the World Cup in New Jersey? I, d- I didn't get that far. I gave I, I, I played the game. It was literally a two and a half hour stream. 
I, I got I got like two and a half hours in. I usually not like to go less than three hours. I got like two and a half hours in. I'm like, guys, I this is bad. Um, I'm not. I this is. I'm just click and go. Like I'm not doing anything because that's how I have it simmed, and I don't know what I'm doing anyway. I thought this was gonna be fun and silly, and we'd be able to watch a simulated soccer game, but no, we don't even get to do that. So uh, I'll try better next year with a better football game. I promise. Yep. Just play play actual FIFA or or football club, whatever they're calling it now. Um, it has to have as long as it has football in the title. Consider it. It does uh, not. <laughs> yeah, it it does if you play the European version. No, really? I thought isn't it just called like soccer and football? No, I, I'm pretty sure it's just. I'm pretty sure it's EAFC. Yeah, so football club. But no, no I mean yes, but no. But like, no, like, like literally, it it's just EIFC. The word football has to be in the title for this to work. You can't accept a, an acronym? No, the, because people are going to know what EIFC is. But if I have football manager on, or if I say I'm playing a football game, like that's part of the bit is I'm saying I'm playing something with football. It has to have football in the title. So it's a little bit more believable and along with the bit. Like literally, I'm going to tell you, your only option is football manager. No, I last year I played a game called Football Game, which is a str- I talked about it last year. It's like a strange macabre story based like mystery game that takes place around a uh, um a- around a high school football game that you see zero football actually in. Yeah, there there are definitely some like indie games and weird yeah. Steam games that will have the word football in it. Um, Fair. I still think you should totally fucking buy um, Madden twenty. 18 2016 whichever one had the story mode and just play the story mode <laughs> it's like two hours and actually not bad um i have a football um i can't remember what, ver- what, what, what version but my buddy gave me a ps5 version of a football game i didn't remember what it was called um one of the madden games uh that i could maybe play but i'm not gonna yeah but there's no fun actually playing like a real football game like no. u.s football like the only Madden that would be fun is playing the story mode of Madden because like there's very little um little football in it. But that would be that would be the the same as basically playing like a actual there's an actual NFL football manager game. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, I mean the, the story mode for um for that one year of Madden was you are like you're a high school student or college, I guess college, maybe high school. I don't know. You're you're like a kid. And you try to get drafted and you don't get drafted. And then like the whole game is like you trying to get drafted. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. But anyway, I think that's probably going to wrap it up for this week. Yeah. Here's one. What is this? Uh, it's kind of got football. It's called football drama. There's a story behind every goal. You're right. It's, and it's, it's a soccer game. It's a soccer football game. It's weird. I might, might do that next year. Make a note. But anyway, uh, next week is our next book club where we're watching day shift right yes day shift it's on netflix um and uh, otherwise you can find more of our content by heading over to www.one-quest.com you can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash one quest if you can't support us there with your dollars you can go to your favorite podcast platform apple podcast google podcast spotify rate us review us subscribe to us it all helps you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. And you can always uh, find us on YouTube also, youtube.com slash onequestvideo. 
or send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, what does your streaming look like? Check me out on twitch.tv slash b underscore one where our video game stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Starting this Sunday, we will be starting uh, Lego City Undercover. Um, and next Tuesday, we will be playing uh, my first time ever playing a Lethal Company. You should come check it out and uh, potentially play along with me. I'll have a mod list and everything set up so that you'd be able to join. Nice. And with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you.